0: G'day, everybody. It's time for another Proud and Reddit's NDCA podcast. Now, with Dan Proudman away with work this week, I've got a very special guest. He's been asking me a couple of times this year to get on air, and here is his opportunity. Meriwether fast, first-grade fast bowler, Sam Hilding. It's an extremely warm welcome to you, sir. How are you? And thank you for joining us. No, thanks, Reddit. Uh, I think fast
1: is a little bit of an overstatement, but, uh, you know, Merryweather merriweather all-rounder as i've been referred to on the podcast <laughs> I, True. Um, that is your own description of yourself though to be fair no you, you've mentioned that i've been a uh, bad to sort of get on the podcast yeah our main reason for that is i just wanted to set a few things straight um <laughs> yeah just some of the statements that have been going on are completely inaccurate <laughs> and i want, want to set the record straight i won't won't do it all i won't bore everyone straight away but uh throughout the podcast if it comes up i might just uh correct the record and it's
0: something yeah. on the lines of Chief Pest might get a mention during this, this this podcast. Anyway, it's a very warm welcome. Thank you for giving us your time. Looking forward to talking cricket with you. Oh, Ladies boy. and gentlemen, the scores after day one of round seven, NDCA first grade cricket. Long day at Townsend Oval for Sam and his lines. Charlestown, 284 all out. Merriweather, none for 13, Chasing. Importantly, none for. They've got 10 wickets in the shed. On the back of a superb Luke Muddle century, Belmont 208 all out, Stockton chasing none for eight. Toronto and Cardiff was washed out on last Saturday due to, and this is public knowledge, this is not David Redden scuttlebutt, a sprinkler malfunction at J R Ron Hill, and they have had enormous problems with that ground this year. Having been there for Stockton and Toronto, I know what they're going through and it is not easy. Um, so sprinkler malfunction there. They'll play 90 overs of cricket on Saturday in the Newcastle, in the NDCR rules where one team can bat for a maximum of 45 overs. In an evenly poised game, Waratah mofield 233 all out and Uni a none for 13 chasing, none for 39 chasing. That's at burnie Oval. This is a really interesting game with a late wicket that happened. In Newcastle City, all out 216. Walls in a two for 90 chasing. So not a huge chase there. They're still favourites. We'll come back to that. And then in a really intriguing game because this could go a number of number of ways. This 13 wickets have fallen a day. One at Passmore. Who knows what's going to happen? And I guarantee that West, if they can, will push for 20 wickets. West are 3 for six, 66, chasing Hamwicks is 145 all out. Let's Sam, let's drill down onto that game first, Sam, if you wouldn't mind. Hamwicks and Wests. Hamwicks all out 145 in 69 overs. Top scorers. We'll just come back and go back to Hamwick's top scorers. Joe Hart batted a lot of balls as he does. 41 in the middle of the order. And down the bottom of the order, excellent performance from quick bowler Ted Bartlett. 40 off 44 with two and two. Reese Handler made 22 at the top of the order. And that's where Wests have got the slight edge here is that they've got Reese Handler, who's been in unbelievable form. Um, wickets for Wests. Shared, Brad Aldis, three for 25, a welcome return for Brad. Neil Alexander, the Scotsman, two for 24. Two for Joey Price and Aaron Bills. And Wivle will be very cranky with me if I don't mention he's one wicket there, Sam. He's at his annual bowl, Aaron Wivell. In reply, Wests are three for 66. Very importantly, Joseph Leslie Price is not out on 22. And for Joey to make 22 or 48 rocks is most unusual. It means that he decided to stay there. Rob Lancaster, their POM 18. Pippa Lennox out very, very late, right at the death for 24. And Andrew Sakesby, the night watchman's is not, not out. Sam, that's a good bowling performance by Wests on what I'm led to believe is a good pass, more overall deck at the moment.
1: Yeah, Um Went and watched the Dennis Broad game at Passmore uh, last weekend uh, when we took on City. And yeah, the wicket looked pretty good. Um, obviously, I know a little bit about watching the uh, Hamwicks batsman bat, um, having yeah. sat in the field for a long time a couple of weeks ago. And obviously, the key wickets there are uh, Reese and Ben. And yeah. get, getting them for less than 50 obviously has gone a massive way to restricting their score. Um, but yeah, we can see where this game's going. Um, Wes will either have the total by, uh, by lunch or um, knowing the way they play their cricket or, yeah, it, it sets up a
0: really intriguing second week, won't it? Oh, the thing is with there's their batting lineup so deep. When you've got MO batting at an eight or nine, which he will do. So you'll imagine that Brad, Brad Aldous and Neil Alexander will bat 10 and 11. And with there being a night watchman, you've got the prop the thought that Josh Emmerton might bat eight and Aaron Bills nine. Bills he's played a match one innings this year and got runs playing for Newcastle a couple of weeks ago in Tamworth. And that above them, you've got Wiv and Kingy. Um and and MO. Gee, they bat deep. And it's no wonder they're so successful. But they've deliberately built themselves up. They have such a deep batting lineup. And it helps that they've got all these all rounders, doesn't it?
1: No, it really does. Yeah. No, obviously. Um, King always get some, mostly always get some home in these big games and situations. So, um, yeah, no, that as you said, very very deep batting lineup, and I mean emo has got him home a couple of times this year. And when you have players batting from nine to opening who will, who can win you the game off their bat, that's a
0: yeah pretty healthy, pretty healthy batting situation for any club. So, oh, it absolutely is, and and if there, if there's a couple of blokes in Newcastle that you want batting for your life to make a scratchy 50 of 120 balls and get you home, James King and Josh Geary are probably two of them who will just sit there and play old, both left-handed, very different the way James King can be explosive. Josh Geary really is an old-school batsman, just noodles him around unless you put him on his hip and then he'll destroy you. But they're two guys, if you look at the amount of balls that they can face, who will get you home in tough situations, both King and Geary. Is that a fair statement?
1: 100%, yeah. No, both very, very strong mentally. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak much about bowling gears. Um, have watched a few really important innings, but I mean, oh, you just watch some of the innings that Kings played in in, in massive games as well. I two that come to mind are the uh, grand final against where, uh, against us rather, where I can't remember how many you got, maybe
0: eighty odd, and won them ninety enough. ninety not out of two hundred and twenty eight balls.
1: Yep, yep, that's handy. Um, and then the game against Belmont where he got him oh. home, and that was just—I mean, I—I I went and watched that game, and I—I I was nervous. And he's sitting there eating at tea, needing twenty odd. Sue Morgan's sitting there trembling, <laughs> and King—he just did it. He charged down, hitting bloke back over their heads, just did the business. So, I mean, you know, I—I, I'd, I'd, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, great, exactly. Bloke to have
1: the, one in of the more
0: extreme one of the more extraordinary grand finals I think I've ever seen. I, I saw you're a bit young, perhaps you are a young fellow on the hill when Hamwick, uh, Mary with a bit Hamwick's outright in an extraordinary of cricket about six or seven years ago. But that West Belmont game, which I only watched on telly, I was at a family reunion in Sydney, was just remarkable. And James King, as you said. So a lot, lot of cricket to go there, 13 wickets in the first day. And I, can, I agree with you, if West get a sniff, they will try and push on, especially if they get that score. Be very interested to see what happens there, because West at the moment have been bundled out of second by a wall, outright win from Walton last week. So really interested to see what West get up to. Fascinating 100%. game at Farsal. Mm-hmm. Over to George Farley Oval, Newcastle City 216 on the back of 96 from Molly Carter, just falling short of, of a century. Uh, ben Patterson 21. No one else made. Oh yes, Harrison alone. Young fella played Colts like you, Sammy. For Newcastle, Newcastle, uh, 48 off 96, he's becoming a good cricketer. Oleg Carter, 96, but the, the rest didn't do too much. Uh, ben Patterson out for 21 with 2-1, and one, but he was just getting going. Wickets, big day for Jacob Page, who's having a good season for us, and 5 for 41 off 18. Cal Gabriel, 3 for 48. And Alex Seema, a great name for a bowler, 2 for 24. Pat <laughs> McGann not playing this game. So that was a pretty good performance by Newcastle City, not too bad. Wallzand would have been happy and knock him over, particularly knocking him over inside 66 overs. But then Wall's end have got out and scored quite quickly, two for 90 off 24 overs. But right at the death of the day, Nathan Price was 47, caught Harrison alone's ball, Ka- Cal Ka- Fowler. So at the crease will be Matt Lynch on 28, and Ethan G. Cop, the ninth watchman, on naught. That late wicket, Sam, makes things a little bit interesting, but Wall's end certainly are, are are in the driver's seat here, only needing 127 with eight wickets in the shed and 90 overs to get them.
1: Mm, no, that's huge. I actually I didn't realise that uh, Nathan had gotten out. I thought I saw that it was two for 90. I remember looking at the score late on Saturday and thinking, yeah, he was still in. And I remember, yeah, that's news to me, and that's that's massive. I mean, Wall's end again has some excellent batsmen. You know, Cal Gabriel still to come.
0: Jacob Montgomery, Jacob Page, all, all combat. But, um, so can Joey Clark. And Talon Gee's a good young fella who's playing sure. good cricket. Uh, but Gabriel's a star. Gabriel's a serious cricketer.
1: Mm. No, 100%. No, I've played with Cal. at um, He played a couple of games, 21s for us. Um, okay. Three or four years ago, played a summer bash game as well. And now I know all about Cal and how capable he is in all three facets of the game. So, you know. Massive for them. I saw him take been taking some wickets as well, which is fantastic. But again, I think that Nathan Price wickets like huge. You just I, I'd feel so much more comfortable if I were and if he was not out. But um, as you said, it, Walls that in the box seat, but that's
0: massive. There are certain players when they play for their clubs that give other players confidence. Nick Foster is one, Jeff Ginnin is another at Stockton your own Simon Moore, I know from speaking to you when you're a a much younger man, and, and just being around Simon Moore, I know from my rep cricket days with Simon, just being around him gives you confidence. Mark Littlewood the same. These people give you confidence. And Nathan Price is such a talisman for walls in this. With, with him in their side at full strength, remember McGann, who I think um, it, uh, it will be very close to being picked for New South Wales country shortly. With McGann and that full they're a dangerous cricket side. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. Um, but yes, that game tilted in the has tilted with that late Cow Fowler wicket. I still think Wall's end Montgomery's there, Gabriel's there. They should get home. And again, this game's already had 12 wickets in it. And you'll be very interested to see if Walls End are getting close to getting home by lunchtime, what happens in the afternoon? Because I know for a fact that this game's gonna go late. For sure.
1: Yeah. No, I guess anything could happen. It's sort of set up, isn't it? And I guess whatever happens in the first, the first session will be obviously paramount, you know, whether walls end set about getting it quickly. Obviously, George Farley is pretty small, more characteristically a very good batting deck. If they can, if they can go, go quickly, you know, mate, who knows what happens
0: in the afternoon session. Yeah, um, and, and I- with guys like Ben Patterson there, if he gets his dander up with ball and or bat, it could be a very, very interesting. Remember that these two are right up there in the ladder. And if one of them could get 10 points against the other, it's huge. So just keep an eye on that game when you're watching your scores, assuming that all of our systems are working, could be very, <laughs> very interesting at George farley Oval. For sure, for sure. Over to Waratah, Mayfield and the, um, the University of Newcastle. Waratah batted first, all out 233 and 77.1 overs. And one of the th- common themes, threads in this is that a lot of teams haven't batted their 90 on the weekend, Sam. 48, 46, Charlie Williams. 31, Kyle Faber. 48, Sean Lynch and... 46, Sean Lynch and Josh McTaggart, who's knocked up getting runs in the last couple of weeks. 38, knocked over by his Newcastle representative teammate, Josh Bennett. Josh Bennett, three for 70. Um, another player whose name we can't see in the scoreboard, three for 41. Dan Ray, two for 44. And Akib Zafar, who's a left-arm orthodox, spinner, two for 57 of 15.1. So, Waratah, that's not a bad score. It's certainly competitive. Mm-hmm. But this, this uni side's a deep batting lineup. Goodness me, they can play. Although it looks like Buddy Harriet's not playing this game. Um, a few late ins here Simon Norville is 19, not out. They're none for 39 off 12. So they've got less than 200 to get off 90 overs. And the way uni have been batting um, Sam, although Buddy's been there, you would think that they're slight favourites. But Waratah Mayfield are not out of this at all. No, obviously runs on the border. A paramount
1: um you know i've playing having played at birdie Curran. it's actually a really good cricket deck there's actually a fair bit in it it's a bit of bounce, yeah it's not it's not, a, it's not a simple batting track so i think 230 is a very very competitive total um obviously there's some very dangerous destructive players in that uni batting lineup obviously um if harriet was playing that's a massive advantage, but again, obviously this game's way in the balance. I think 12 overs, none for 39
0: at, at the end. You have to have a bit of confidence coming into the next weekend with that as well. So, um, and, and honestly, facing 12 overs and getting that, that would give them great confidence because they now know they've got to get less than 200 off 90.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so again, you, you'd think if uni just go in with the mindset of batting time and... Batting for the day, you, you get those runs because they they got. An, looking down that list, some of the names in there, they they go quick enough as it is, just playing naturally. So I mean, I don't think the runs will be an issue getting them. But um, yeah. Um, just a quick question. Um, looking yes. at the Waratah batting
0: innings, do we know where Josh Claridge is? Uh, um, he's been on holidays. I believe he's been overseas. Oh, um, okay. and 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 maybe north of the border. So uh, Josh, you're not playing.
1: Right, okay. This because yeah, they're scoring 230 with without Josh. That's looking very healthy for Waratah going forward as soon as he comes back into the
0: lineup. So Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. Interesting game. Interesting game. Stockton and Belmont played at Lynn Oval and Nick Foster won the toss and set Belmont in the bat. Belmont at one stage six for fifty-four off something like 30 odd overs. And due to a superb performance from Luke Muddle and a a big performance from Connor Gibson and a late chip-in from Riley Urquhart and Jamie Heath. Uh, Belmont ended up 208. Luke Muddle's second first-grade century, 102 of 127 with 8 and 6, brought up his century with the 6. Connor Gibson batted a lot of rocks, 180 rocks for 54. That's Newcastle first-grade cricket made 54. And down the bottom of the order, remember, they were 6 for 54. Jamie Heath and uh, Luke Muddle put on 24. Then Riley Urquhart and Luke Muddle put on 59. For the ninth wicket and got them to 208, which is a competitive score and a pretty flat Lin Oval deck. General Robertson, his first five for a Newcastle in for Stockton, 31 overs, six for 81. Nick Foster, 21 overs, two for 33, the major wicket takers. Nathan Hudson, very economical, 10 overs, none for nine. That's a very good performance. Luke Muddle batted superbly, hit the balls, chose the balls to hit when he got the length he wanted. Whacked him all over the place. Was dropped in his early 80s with a difficult sky catch, but honestly, Belmont would have been very pleased. At six for 54, they're in all sorts, and the bottom orders put on you know and 100, 154. Sam, that's an excellent performance, particularly from Muddle Urquhart and the impressive Connor Gibson. And I will say this: this Belmont side is very young. There's one or two older blokes. But you've, I've seen the future of where their club's going. If they can hold on to some of these young lads, they're going to be in good state. Because some of these young fellows can play. They really can. I was most impressed with Connor Gibson's technique.
1: For sure, I, don't, I haven't seen much of Connor Gibson play, but you know Stockton being the uh, the benchmark at the moment in the competition, you'd think that's getting 50 against them is a massive achievement and well done to him. But we all know what a what a competitor Luke Muddle is, um, bat and ball that's That's massive, isn't it? Captains not coming at eight. What's that? Eight, fours and six maximums? you know it's a that, that's awesome. I, I find it interesting that that Stockton chose to bowl first. I mean, I know looking at re- recent results, they chased very well. Uh, it, yeah. it, it, it seems that that seems to be a bit of a tactic, but yeah, two- day cricket. and then yeah, I find find that interesting as well.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? I've been asked that by quite a few people, and yeah, there is a bit of that in that. Um, the Nick is quite comfortable with Stockton chasing, and that's the decision that he made to send him in. And I suppose at six for fifty-four, you're thinking that's a pretty good decision. I still don't think it's a terrible decision because Stockton's now none for uh, none for eight chasing. They've got ninety overs to get two hundred and one. So, um, on a what is a reasonably flat deck out there. Outfield's been affected very much by cockatoos and, and cockatiels and galahs. There's some brown spots in the outfield, but it'll come good. But uh, mm. look, it, that um, that's a good performance by Belmont. Uh, great to see Della Robertson get six foot and put his, his name up there for selection for higher honours. And Nick Foster, as always, very steady. But well done to Lukey. It was uh, it was a very good century. He did a great job. And if Riley Urquhart's one of the nicest two or three bikes in all of Newcastle cricket. He's too nice a bloke to be a fast bowler. He's such a nice lad. He's up there with people like Jack Hillary. as being actually nice men. And our and your own Dan Proudman. They're just nice people.
1: No, for sure. And mention his uh, selection in the under nineteen New South Wales country squad as well. And in the
0: New South Sa- New, New South Wales under nineteen squad with Joey Gillard.
1: Which is, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, again, that hundred from model—that's
0: that's immense. That's awesome. Good to see. Okay, so um, the last game for review is the game that we'll, I'm going to hand over to Sam here and get him to. talk. I won't do the the intro here. I'll get Sam to talk this through. Sam was there for every ball of this with Charles Stain playing Merriweather, and this game was at Towns and Oval. Sam paint us a picture of the day.
1: Well, it, Towns and Oval. Has been uh, very very nice to bat on. Let's put it that way. Obviously, um, last last week there's a on the last round there's 1,080 balls bowled. Both teams faced the entire 90 overs, um, yeah. run runs galore. So I mean, I think uh, obviously Dan Arms won the toss and chose to bat, and they were looking awesome early. Um, they what well, they scored 284. Um, we were. It was, it was actually a weird game where the Hamilton game, we played um, Ben Borkum and Reese Hanlon batted a long time. But if you look down the list, there's, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, five players who scored between 30 and 50 runs. So there was a heap of blokes who got stuck. So from a personal point of view, I didn't actually feel like we're out of the game at any point. It didn't feel like one of those long, lethargic days. Um, yep. You know, there was always something going on new batsmen coming in and um overall i thought we 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 bowled pretty well I, I, as i said before pounds and oval at the moment is quite flat the outfield's quite fast um pretty pretty nice to bat on we we actually held on to our chances this week a little bit as well which which helped
0: prado um, said the outfield's as good as he's seen it
1: yeah no pretty good obviously the council um did the uh i'm not sure the technical term for it but uh all sand down around it. I think that's to do potentially with the drainage. I'm not 100% sure. Um, did did all that probably month and a half, two months ago, um, and yeah, it's come up really, really, really nice. Um, really, you get value for your shots. You know what I mean? The the ball the ball comes on, um, and you you pierce the infield and it, and it goes the journey. So um, yeah, Dan Dan Chillingworth batted really well. He coughed up a lung the entire the entire day he should have been on a ventilator but um yeah he he batted really really well um a- andrew savile batted really well as well he took it to the attack as well and batted batted time matt bench and dan standing adam winchester down the bottom um after tea cashed in a bit um yeah it was a uh it was a good batting performance from charlestown
0: um and but, talk yeah. us through uh at the top of the order there Daniel Arms run out, S. Holding. You've got to talk us through that one. Oh, uh,
1: well, I won't talk. I won't talk through that one. I think Arms, is still a little bit upset about it.
0: Um, uh, okay. No, you Ge- didn't, didn't man cat probably- him. No. no, good, good. Dad, <laughs> so you'll get the dark look from DA. I'm telling you, he's got a good dark look to the great man. You really think gears have let a man cat. No. And yeah. I've seen and I've actually seen Ben Balcom refuse an appeal on a man band cab this year as well without a warning. He just said no 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 then no, no. and no, I would not that's not the way Josh Geary plays cricket. I, I guarantee I imagine. You,
1: if someone in our eleven did a man
0: card they would not be playing the following round. That's because your club's that's because your club's got a culture and simple as that. No, I hard, um, hard hard bastards on the field, but not cheats. No. So yeah, pretty much you just try to pinch a
1: Pinch a single off me, and um, yeah, I've been practicing that exact thing at training for about four weeks now, and haven't hit the stump once. So I was probably due to hit the stump. But, Were you um, bowling
0: at the time, or in the outfield? I was feeling at cover. Okay, cover so, yeah. the big tall gazelle at cover. Very good. I'll uh, just just just
1: just quickly, I want to mention. Uh, I'll get I'll cop a lot for this, but I was actually at slip for a bit for a period of
0: the game. I was at first <laughs> slip. Correct. What? off Josh Geary's bowling. So uh, oh, I was going to say you're not going to be there with Geary's in slips. He, that's his domain. He he sat there for years next to Moore in the slips. So my theory is now that Simon's not playing
1: is that because I I'm, I'm I'm known as a bit of a motor mount. Gears is at the other end bowling. So I think me being at cover where I'm normally fielding at the moment is probably a little bit too close to him. So I think yes. he just puts me up the other end so I don't annoy him as much, and he can just put me in a corner where I don't have to you know he can't hear me and he can go about
0: trying to bowl with a clear head. I'm um, going to ask you a question about that in a minute. The bowling figure, Sam O'Sullivan, 3 for 68 off 20. Our own Sam Holding, 2 for 49 off 13.2. Good, great to see Courtney Moulton back playing first grade cricket. He's such a good player and a lovely guy. 3 for 66 off 22, doing a lot of the grunt work there. Gio Sullivan's consistent for Meriwether?
1: Yeah, he's he's a class above, really. Um, I actually just, just quickly... I was talking to Courtney before before coming on and he wanted me to mention his ball that he got young Kel, Kel Wilson with. I don't want to say getting ball. Yes. But it was it was amazing. it was very, 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 very good seed. It's awesome to have Courtney back in the team.
0: Was it Especially, a Jaffer? Was it a Jaffa, Sammy?
1: It was it was pretty good stick. It was, it pitched outside the outside leg and clipped the top of all. And I don't
0: know. I don't know. Right, Courtney Martin's a great guy. Great guy, good player. Um, no, correct.
1: Yeah. And I and it's good to see. And I mean, I love Tim O'Neill, but it's good to see Courtney in there getting extended overs as well. He was trusted a lot, which I think he's been after for a long time. And it was awesome to see him. And he and he did not disappoint either. He took he took two pretty big wickets in the context of the game in, in terms of getting some pretty set batsmen out. But like Kel Wilson was looking pretty good, but Michael Harding there, Pom was looking really good as well. And um yeah. Gave him the old Dave Sellup full pass, which got, got the breakthrough. But um, no, it was awesome to see Courtney back.
0: Now, while I've got you there, a couple of names I want to ask you about it, Mary. Whether if you're able to comment, if you yeah. can't, you can't. Uh, I know we're in a potty, so I, I questions without notice. Three names for you: Dave Sellup, Tim O'Neill, Michael Hogan. Are either any of those three close to getting on the field for the Lions that you you're able to comment about? If you can't, I understand. Um. So first one I'll talk about is Michael Hogan. A lot of speculation. I
1: have not I, heard. I a lot. Six, I haven't not heard a single concrete thing. I mean, I'm the admin of the uh Merewether Players page, and I know he he joined he joined that a couple of months ago. But um, honestly, I I know his family's relocated um to Singleton. I think they're living, and I and he and his son came and was in the uh junior academy stuff. Make of that what you will. I have no idea what he's doing. I've never met Hodes. Heard a lot of great things about him, and honestly, it'd be awesome to have him around the club. But I am just—I have no idea. Just to Fair be completely totally honest
0: with you, we can speculate the old, all day. I'm not going to speculate. No, no. i yeah. I've heard different things. I think it would be great for Newcastle cricket to get him back, and I think that he is a possible um, game changer for the Lions in that he would give everybody else confidence and the Lions could start to really dismiss people and perhaps make a surge at the finals because a loves playing two-day cricket, always have, always mm-hmm. will. Now, I, you go.
1: I, just, I was just going to say off the back of that, I know looking at our bowling attack quite, quite young other than, other than the, uh, the chief horse, Josh Geary. But um, yeah, we're just. I think having someone like him come in, I, I know for me personally, it'd be massive. I know Jez and Saucer feel the same um just Jeremy, getting... Smith's
0: a, Jeremy Smith's a very fine sportsman just quietly at different sports he can play
1: yeah he wanted he wanted me to um come on and tell everyone how awesome he is his words not mine but um yeah have Although, you been
0: have you have you been telling one or two of your mates that you're coming on it uh, on the podcast Sam Holding oh I had to give him something exciting in the day
1: I know <laughs> I wanted wanted to wanted to brighten up that day a little bit and I know Wanted to make sure they all got their requests in to get their uh, individual plugs, which I'm not going to do. But um, Jer- Jeremy, I will. He he wanted me to tell everyone how awesome he is. Um, but um, well, anyway. you have to
0: make sure you put the link into the Merriweather players page if if you like. It's up to you. <laughs> Please do. Um, no. now, uh, okay. So look, interesting situation there. Merryweather not out in the second innings. They're or not out. They're none for thirteen off five. So they've got. A long chase, but as Sam said, dry weather, Townsend in Goodnick, that will be a fascinating afternoon at Townsend, mm. morning and afternoon. 90 overs to get 272. Really, really, So it's three and over. It's a big chase. Um, and with Ben Egan, who's in the form of his life, and we must, I must congratulate Ben Egan on making his Newcastle representative debut for the Blasters earlier this season. He's just been superb in those, kind of, you know, the guy to make his debut in, at this sort of level into his 30s is a great performance. So, and a, and a lovely bloke, Ben Egan, too.
1: Yeah, he's been great around the group. And um, yeah, obviously, him making runs helps the rest of our young. Young batting lineup sort of go about their business, and it set up it set us up perfectly last week. Um, Especially, he was unwell last week as well when he scored all those runs. So I mean, yeah, massive from him, and he's a le- he's without Simon now. He's the oldest person in our, in our team. He'll love me saying that. So um, yeah, good to
0: have a bit of experience, and yeah, no, he's yeah, legend, excellent. Now he's your opportunity. We've gone through all the games. It's we're halfway through a round. Here's your chance to get on the soapbox, and if a couple of things you'd like to correct, Sam Holding, I'm, it, it's your <laughs> stage, sir. Go for your life. Well, before we do that, I'll just quickly come back
1: to your previous question about Tim O'Neill and Dave Sellup. Oh, sorry, I didn't get to no, that. No, no, that's next. okay. I yeah. uh, just you asked the question, and I know I get I get asked this question a lot. Um, first off, Dave Sellup is keen as mustard to play. I think he's just trying to come back from his, uh He's, he's he hurt his back against Newcastle City, bit of back spasm issues, and he's just just trying to be fit. Um, so that's he, he's playing just a matter of when he's um when he's able to play. Um obviously massive player for us, as mm-hmm. is Tim. Um so keen to get him back back in and around as soon as possible. Um Tim's yeah. a bit of a weirder one. I know he's got um a lot of commitments with his kids. He actually coaches his son rep rep team which happens
0: on a, a saturday morning and a, and, a, and a sunday as well which could I've be heard th- I've, I've i've heard about that yeah he's got to, he's doing a lot of good good work as a representative coach apparently but he's yeah
1: he, he's he's in and around all the time obviously
0: other clubs don't say
1: that but he's most of the time he's at training or he comes to our games in the afternoons and whatnot I, it's just such a massive commitment to play first grade when you've got um when you've got three kids all doing their own busy busy lives you know what i mean so um he he's he hasn't he's still playing. He's played a couple of games. I know he's he's keen to push on, but again, whether whether he plays the rest of the year or not, that'll be up to him and
0: um what he wants to do going forward. Excellent. Uh, so we've gone through the three players I mentioned now, Sam. Now's your opportunity, Sam was anything you'd like to mention in particular? any anyone you'd like to you'd like to correct a few fallacies perhaps? No, oh, for sure. Um. I just want to address the premium all around the comments. Now, but, but, but hang on a second. This is something that you, you should deserve some criticism here because you did this yourself, did you not? See,
1: that's what I was going to address. I remember, okay. this, P- I remember this clearly. Playing a game at Stockton, covers going on and off. I was with you doing the covers and you said, you asked me how I'm going or how my cricket's going. And I said, oh, you know, they've been batting really well. Bit of it all around her. tongue in cheek you've you, you 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 took it and you ran with it um oh, oh you
0: you didn't describe yourself as that in any in any situation Sambo. any chance if you're having a slight little dig. Remember I've got a very good memory too. <laughs> not just like you I remember things pretty well. No not that I recall I don't remember saying that. Um okay but yeah um cheap cheek has as well. Um, now talk us through this one now if this is this is a dual award to you and p Hooley. now what's going on pat hoolihan i want to put
1: out there is not a pest in any shape or form he's he's quite he's quite the opposite actually he keeps he reads his books and he keeps to himself and he um I, I would i would not classify him as a pest okay um yeah obviously the the, the real pest in the team is actually probably, uh, I'll oh, join a ward here. Sam O'Sullivan and our uh, bit Tom Big Daddy McDevitt, both. Uh, both, Big Daddy, both I, had, and, I had heard that Big Daddy might be this way inclined. Yeah, no, B- Big Daddy is an absolute menace. Um, and Geordie Van Kamenade as well. I'll, gi- I'll give him a bit of a plug. Um, me, uh, I would say I'm, I'm actually the fines master in the team, so I try and keep them all on a, uh, on a, on a tight tight leash, I, I'd sort of say I'm the
0: justice of the team, um, but yeah, oh, past no, not me, not ever. And any comments about D Proudman? Any, anything you would like to say? And I'm still I'm suggesting you be careful. <laughs> no, Proudo's, Proudo's pretty good. Proudo's
1: like me, he tries to keep the boys in what boys in line, keep them in check. Um, He's more of a it's sort of hard because he sits where at towns and the way that way it's set up is he actually sits quite high. so we, he doesn't actually spend a lot of time with us during the day, um, which I know he enjoys
0: at Lin-Oval
1: because he's around the place yeah he's around it, which I think which I think's good um but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd say if he if he was around, he would definitely i'd I'd say the pass meter might go up a little bit, but um no, he's pretty good. he he sort of keeps keeps control of the boys so.
0: Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Now, I wanted to say something to you on air, which you're not going to expect. I've seen you play in the last two seasons, two finals, and strange enough, both of them were at Lynn Oval. Mm. And I wanted to congratulate you because your efforts over the previous two seasons in those finals, one in second grade and one in first grade, were outstanding. You just didn't stop. You played proper finals cricket. An enormous credit to you. I thought you bowled beautifully in both. That, that second grade final that you played in was a great game of cricket and Merriweather just didn't make enough runs in the long run but you bowled superbly and you did the same in the first grade final with one of the better games of cricket I think I've ever seen between Merriweather and Lin uh, and Stockton at Lynn. that semi-final could have gone either way but uh, mm-hmm. congratulations to you on performing on the highest stage you excelled and you did yourself and your club proud so well done
1: I no, appreciate that Redis I mean Lynn Oval hasn't exactly been a happy hunting ground recently obviously i I, I like batting on little oval um, Yes. But uh, in terms of, in terms of bowling, you know, you just got to be patient. I mean, yeah. Yes, I you mean, do. You've I, got, a lot ball, of, I, you've got it to bowl people it helps, out. It helps in our, with our bowling attack that I'm around some really, real class acts in that, you know, you finally finish facing Jeremy Smith swinging around corners, Sam O'Sullivan swinging around the other corner. And then I can come on them and, oh, okay, we'll, we'll try and hit this dude. And that sort of helps me out a little bit. But uh, no, it's, it's always good to, to take some wickets and obviously I'm still trying to improve and whatnot, but no, I really appreciate, really appreciate your
0: compliments. So. Not a problem. Look, thank you so much for your time tonight. We've got through quite a bit and uh, should be some fascinating games this weekend. Six of them being played. We hope that uh, to, Toronto and, and Cardiff get on for their 90 overs of cricket, but just some fascinating games. So just a uh, run around again to finish off. It's Merriweather, numb for 13, chasing 285 at Townsend against Charlestown. Stockton, none for eight, chasing... Actually, it's very unusual to see so many teams none for its stumps. Stockton, none for eight, chasing 209 at Lynn. Toronto and Cardiff will start their game this weekend. Uni, none for 39, chasing 234 at Bernie Curran. Walls End, two for 90, chasing 217 at George Farley and City. And Wests, three for 66... Chasing 146 at Passmore, it'll be fascinating next week to see if anybody's managed to get 20 wickets and push on to trying to get the 10 points. Sam, will uh, be really interesting. Enjoy your cricket this Saturday. I hope you get an opportunity to make a few runs and get some time in the middle. I don't. I uh, hope we get them
1: way before I'm ever needed. But uh, if I if I do get the opportunity, I appreciate your words. I'll need all
0: the luck I can. Uh, all the luck I can get. Thank you so much for helping us out tonight. Really appreciate it. I hope we can get you on, back on later in the season if you've got time for us. Really appreciate you doing this at short notice. Sam uh, did this. He was, asked, he was called at 20 to 7 when I was walking my dog and uh, he was more than happy to come on. So, mate, thank you so much for your time. Your comments have been really interesting. It's been a pleasure having you here and a privilege for me. And thank you so much. No, always love talking cricket with you, Radis. Thank you very much for having me on. Good on you, mate. Thank you. On behalf of Dan Proudman and our very special guest, Sam Holding, this is David Redden. It's been great to talk with you and, and to produce this podcast. Enjoy cricket this weekend. Enjoy the Dennis Broad Cup finals at number one on Sunday as well, if you get any chance. remember, they're being live streamed with commentary as well on Sunday. Games at nine, 12, and three. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Bye for now.